you know, we realized actually only a few months after we started building Geyser that Kickstarter and GoFundMe were only accessible in 30 countries. So like if you're in Brazil or Nigeria, you couldn't create a project and raise money on GoFundMe. And, and we realized like, that's bizarre. <laughs> so Bitcoin really, really like saves, saves mainly that because at the end of the day in, in the West, we still, we still do have a lot of these tools and they're pretty, pretty powerful and useful, but in, in other parts of the world where the banking system isn't as, as sophisticated and then also it's not even just that but the, the a lot of the financial infrastructure that is that exists today paypal stripe there's sort of there's massive regulatory capture and they're not really allowed to extend their services beyond because they're deemed to be high risk right so it's just uh it's just an insane way of just perpetrating financial apartheid right it's really kind of dividing the world into different camps saying, no, you cannot use digital money. And now we have Bitcoin. It's like, well, now everyone gets digital money, <laughs> thankfully. This is the Freedom Footprint Show, a Bitcoin philosophy show with Knut Svanholm and me, Luke DeWolf. And we love to expand our freedom footprint. We hope you do too. The best way to do that is, of course, to try to emit as much freedom dioxide as possible. The best tool we have for doing that is, of course, Bitcoin. Before we dive into today's show, we'd just like to tell you a little bit about how you can support us. First, to support us directly with Bitcoin, visit our Geyser page at geyser.fund slash project slash freedom. Or you can send us sats directly to freedom at geyser.fund. And for the month of February, Geyser is matching all contributions up to a total of 500,000 sats. This is the best time to support the show and get literally double value for your sats. You can also support us as you listen by listening to the podcast on Fountain. The app is available on Apple and Android, and you can stream sats or send a boost. It's the easiest way to support the show just by listening normally. And if you don't care too much about Luke, you can always visit knutsvanholm.com, where you can buy my fabulous wine, my books, and a t-shirt or two. And if you don't feel like supporting your fellow Bitcoiners at all, at least like, subscribe, and brush your teeth. But seriously, that stuff actually helps. It would be great if you could subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the videos, send us a comment or leave us a review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or something like that. All this stuff really helps the show, seriously. So yeah, we'd appreciate that if you can do that. Click the damn bell. So thanks for tuning into the show and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back to the Freedom Footprint Show, the Bitcoin philosophy show with Knut Svanholm and me, Luke the Pseudofin. And today, our guest is Metamic, co-founder and CEO of Geyser, the Bitcoin crowdfunding platform that we're happy to be using as the best way to support our show. And we're thrilled to have um, Mick on here to, to tell us all about the, the platform and his, his Bitcoin story and all this. So Mick, welcome to the Freedom Footprint Show. Uh, so good to be here. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, th thanks Newt, for inviting me. It's really an honor. Yeah, good to see you, Mick. We, we haven't seen you since uh, Lugano, I, I believe. I think it was, yeah, I think you're right. Lugano was the, was the, was the last time. I still remember the first time we met. We were uh, somewhere in some uh, street in Riga, uh, discovering weird plants on the side corner of the street. I don't know if you oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when Izzy, <laughs> Izzy yeah. was taking a piss. In a, yeah. in a dark corner somewhere, and he comes out with this cannabis plant thingies, <laughs> right. and he found the in the in the wild. So he finds a two meter tall <laughs> cannabis plant just growing in the wild. So, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good introduction to to you guys. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Ah, uh, that was that was a fun night. I remember that that was a long night. Uh, my memories from that night are blurry, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, but all good fun. Yeah, and uh, how how is Geyser doing this these days? Like, well, what's going on at Geyser? Yeah, so Geyser is we're always building, always just listening to users, always solving bugs, always sort of you know making the platform better. But uh, and lately we've been uh, just uh, doing just a bit of research in terms of how can we move Geyser forward and what's our, what's our broader vision and where are we going? And um, we definitely see a, a need for a more um, kind of a community-based approach. You know, Geyser is a place where people, you know, send with creators send their their fans to to support them. Obviously, as you guys know, <clears throat> but there's the potential to to make it also more interactive with the you know making it a, a place where you know special uh, contributors get to have special rights to get access to certain certain information, certain uh, uh, certain content, um, and kind of creating more of a feeling of community for for the creators. So yeah, sort of exploring uh, where where we want to go next, and we're really excited to be yeah supporting I think the hundreds of, of creators that are earning in Bitcoin, and um, yeah, it's it's really it's really uh, an honor to be supporting this 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 community and this uh, this. Uh, uh, this niche community that is the Bitcoin community, but our, our aim is to also bring this the tools that Bitcoin enables to to the broader market as well. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, like Geyser is a uh, crowdfunding platform uh, similar to Patreon, but uh, with Lightning payments enabled. So you connect your your Lightning wallet to to Geyser, and you can get uh, uh, funded. By the community, right, right, yeah, more like probably more or less so between GoFundMe and Kickstarter because you can also sell rewards on Geyser. Yeah, um, but Patreon is a good uh, is a good point because that's sort of trying to move also uh, in, in 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 that direction in providing subscriptions and uh, and uh, hidden content uh, for uh, paywall content for for subscribers and so forth as well. Yeah, and we we started talking a, a bit about this b- before we uh, hit record here. But the, during the Canadian trucker protest, <laughs> a bit more than a year back now, right? Look, when the hell was that? Like two years. The time goes yeah, too two fast. Two years ago now, yeah. Twenty-two, yeah. Yeah. So so that's when you guys st- you had just started, and uh, this is when they they shut down all the funding for the truckers via GoFundMe. So that the Canadian population got a, a a reminder that the money in their bank accounts are not really theirs because they can't use it as they please. Uh, but <laughs> uh, it's not permissionless by any definition of the word. So they they uh, hopped onto something called Tallycoin, uh, which is another sort of uh, crowdfunding platform for Bitcoiners, I guess, but more on chain variant of Geyser. That's right. Yeah, so so when when that whole thing happened, Geyser was just in its infancy. We had been born uh, just a week before in a pilot. It was just a pilot project. There was only one project on Geyser, but it was a little inf- input field where you could say, "Hey, you have an idea, you know, drop your name, drop your idea, and we'll, we'll you know get you onboarded." Because we just wanted to see is this something that people even would want? Like, do people care about this stuff? Um, and so we released something super quickly uh, in just a matter of a few months. And we got in a week more than like a hundred, not a week, maybe first month, we got 150 to 100 requests for creators wanting to use Geyser as a platform. And, and that was for us like a signal that, okay, there's, there's something here. Uh, but on the first week of being live, the whole trucker 
stuff happened with, with uh, GoFundMe. Uh, actually, what happened is like, uh, the, the whole truck recovery happened. You had GoFundMe raising funds, right? And we're like, oh my God, this is incredible. And then a few weeks later, they shut down. They, they, froze, they froze the funds, right? Because people have to understand, when you create a project on GoFundMe, you receive the funds in GoFundMe. GoFundMe uh, uses a third-party bank uh, to custody the funds in GoFundMe. GoFundMe is essentially like a bank account. And, and that's why they could just freeze those funds. And they said, okay, we're going to freeze these funds and reuse them for other projects. And people were like, you know, don't do that. They got sued. Um, and then eventually, I think they give the funds back to the, the funders. Uh, but not only did they freeze the GoFundMe funds, they also froze bank accounts of those who sent the money. And I have friends who sent $10 and their bank accounts were frozen for a week. So imagine that. How bizarre is that? And, um, and so that's why we had built Geyser uh, in non-custodial way, right? Built on top of voltage, built on top of, um, uh, of your own node, essentially. You could connect to your own node and receive Bitcoin on chain and on Lightning to be you know, fully censorship resistant. And that went really well for, for, for a while. Um, but yeah, that, at that point, Tallycoin, you could essentially send donations on chain and you can still can. It's still a, a functional app, um, a platform that allows you to, to do donations on chain. I think also Lightning, if you connect like a separate uh, service called, um, goodness, I cannot remember the, the service they use, but yes, yeah, sort of have to kind of do a few more hops. Uh, and yeah, and so and I think it worked really well. I think there's um, BDC Sessions, right, who was one of the key guys behind the whole initiative, uh, has, some, has done some podcasts and talked about his experience and basically says like, I think as soon as the government started shutting down, he said, like, you know, I was scared for my life. I just still, I, I shot on the project itself um, uh, in order to just be, be sure that this one, you know, was going to create, create troubles for him as well. So I, the best way to do in these types of ultra sensitive scenarios is to use a, a fully, you know, user or node um, uh, like you can do at Geyser, or you can also, you know, use um, you know, BDC uh, pay server, right? A really good uh, censorship resistant censorship resistant option, and yeah, it's it's um, it's it can be can get tough, right? In terms of government government seizing funds. So, but guys are after having a node approach, which is fully non-custodial and censorship resistant. We decided, look, there's actually still massive limitations here. Like running a node is not simple. Most people were like, no, thank you. Uh, I have to kind of manage channels to get a 1 million sat donation. I need to have 1 million sats in lightning channels and I don't have anything. Like how do I get started if I don't have anything? Um, voltage is great, but I still have to pay $10 a month to get that going. So, so, that, so now we figured out a solution to just allowing creators to link their lightning address from their lightning wallet and just start receiving the funds directly in there. And, uh, there's a lot of technical complexity with Lightning, but there's there's one thing that really works is custodial Lightning. So it, it really, really, it, it really does work with all its limitations. I'm not saying that's good. In fact, I definitely recommend to move your funds uh, out of custodial wallets as much as possible. But it really works in terms of usability, in terms of mass adoption. So yeah, so that's worked really well, and that really has helped us scale. Now we have over 100 new creators every month joining Geyser. We have you know over uh, you know, sometimes we, we reach uh, three bitcoins in transactions per month. So there's a lot of activity. Oh, nice. 
So, so is there an on-chain option as well in Geyser? Yeah, so you can fund on-chain, and then what we do is we swap it over to Lightning. So you receive everything in one place. Because we don't like the idea of having you receive your on-chain Bitcoin in one wallet and you receive your Lightning payments in another wallet. Instead, we kind of reconcile it all over into your Lightning wallet. Okay. Uh, yeah, a couple of things come to mind here. Uh, it's so it's so funny how, how history is playing out uh, right before our eyes, and we're in the middle of it, just seeing these things happen. Like... One thing that comes to mind, uh, the, 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 it's this steep learning curve, right? When when people realize what's actually going on. So you had, uh, when the Ukraine-Russia war started, there was a guy, I don't remember if it was a Russian or a Ukrainian, but someone trying to get out with a briefcase full of uh, a, a gold bar, uh, a, a stack of dollars, a stack of euros, and a stack of rubles. And he, of course, he gets uh, stuck in customs, and the customs officer takes it all, or the, <laughs> the lion's share of it anyway. And the comments under the tweet and under the picture is just, look at this idiot who can't remember 12 words. Right. And people are going to learn that lesson, right? <laughs> and the second thing is, the, the, of course, the trucker thing, when, when people realize that their bank accounts weren't theirs. And... the. the then they they learn how to Bitcoin pretty fast after a thing like that happens. So so it's just so and I I think where we as I know I am as a as a hardcore Bitcoiner uh, a bit biased and I think that like things are already developed and we've got this already but we're so early like these things are just being built and you're one of the <laughs> the the apps that are literally changing the world at the moment, even though it's uh, baby steps at first, uh, still three Bitcoin is, is three Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, it's, 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 you're right. It's gonna, it's gonna take a lot of learning. It's gonna take a lot of painful lessons and the, the, the challenges ahead are not, and then there's technical challenges too, right? Like non-custodial lightning is challenging, but I, uh, my my personal perspective, and I'm super, you know, super also hardcore Bitcoin maxi. Like I I, I love, you know, I'm for for self self um, self sovereignty, not censorship resistance. But if we want to onboard the world, there will have to be some compromises potentially, and it might take us decades to figure out a non custodial solution that works at scale, right? Because even a non custodial solution, uh, a lightning solution. Um, wouldn't actually scale to more than 100 million people. So custodial, I think we're going to have to reconcile with the idea that there may be things like Bitcoin banks that custody funds uh, for, for a lot of people, but people have to still, and, and then as we develop the tools that are non-custodial, that are, that, are <laughs> that are more censorship resistant, but these are being developed. Like there's ARC, I'm really interested in seeing how that goes. There's um, all sorts of, super smart people that can find the ways forward. But in any case, Bitcoin is still better. So like the way that I see it is custodial Bitcoin is still better than non-custodial shitcoins or, yeah. or custodial fiat. You know what I mean? Exactly. That, that's the way I see it too. Like uh, uh, It's unfortunate that we have to use custodial, but still it, your, your stack is the important thing and that you run your on-chain node. And then you can run custodial and you can have uh, inflows and outflows there Never, if it becomes too much at some point, just put them in cold storage, do a one-time payment, and then just keep it as a, I mean, that's the way I do it when I go to conferences and stuff. Like I, I uh, 
sell some t-shirts or books or whatever and then i get a little pocket money for you know steaks and beers and whatnot so the, it and it works and it, you know it's all there's always a trade-off between convenience and security right yeah yeah and i'm not at all suggesting we should be complacent right or, or that we should stack st uh, our stats in in wallet or Satoshi. <laughs> not at all uh, people sh but but we also need some easy first steps for for a lot of these newbies that that need to get started it, it's tricky though the one thing i noticed is like i i used to sometimes uh i recommend products apps or and stuff and, and in hindsight i wish i had like blockchain.info for instance in back in 2017 i recommended it to everyone and it fucking sucks uh they well, they went total shitcoin casino and kyc and crap uh and then i recommended moon I still like Moon, but Moon shut down their Lightning channel. So if they got like a 10 euros in the Lightning payment just to check it out, that money is gone now because they don't have their Lightning channels anymore. And uh, so, so I'm like, uh, and they come to me and ask me, okay, what happened? And I'm like, uh, yeah, they shut down their light Lightning channels. Didn't you get the memo? Like, aren't you, aren't you <laughs> like following every single Bitcoin person on Twitter? That was Blue Wallet. Can you just <laughs> yeah, Blue Wallet. You said yeah, Moon. Said, I said Moon. I, okay, that was Blue Wallet. Sorry, sorry, Moon. I I, I love Moon. I love Wallet of Satoshi. I love still love Blue Wallet as well. <laughs> but uh, still, uh, I mean, a noob wouldn't understand that they need to keep uh, to uh, keep updated about their custodial app. They they expect it to be as safe as a bank account, and. Well, <laughs> there's a bias there too. They think their bank account is safer than the, than it is, but yeah, still I prefer custodial Lightning to to fiat custodial fiat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're we're going with this. Um, so, Geyser, what's coming up ahead? Like, what's 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 on the roadmap? Like, what, what do you envision in, for the future? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So. So we this year we really focused on making the funding experience seamless, right? So we integrated on-chain payments. Uh, we integrated, yeah, this, this Lightning address payment solution um, that works super, super, super easy for creators. Um, and what we then spent the last three months on, three four months on, is is migrating Geyser over to an Oster. So every Geyser project right now has its own end pub. And so what that does is that it does many, many things. So first of all, <clears throat> it makes the project more censorship resistant because now you can take the private key of your project. And if, you know, if the project gets shut down on Geyser, you can always take it somewhere else if you wanted to. Like, and it creates the potential, creates the potential for say other crowdfunding platforms to, to sprout up and start pulling projects from Geyser. Like if there's someone else who's like, I'm going to create another project, another crowdfunding product. Geyser, Geyser has been compromised, right? We've become too successful, too complacent, we've been captured. Well, now another platform can just start taking projects, uh, start viewing uh, activity, the, the all the project data and displaying it in their own platform. And even if we were to censor them, that data exists across Nostra relays. So that is great for censorship resistance, but also great for creators because it allows them to reach more people because every time they write an entry or an update, that can spread across Noster. And that means more viewership, more funding, more uh, more attention and so forth. So we spent quite a bit of time on that, but we have to still 
iron out some things, but we're planning to integrate more Nostra features like notes, uh, posts uh, on Geyser so we can write quick updates. Uh, and as I mentioned, trying to learn more about how, how we can integrate subscriptions in some smart ways uh, and enable, you know, say if you're a subscription to Knut's podcast, you know, you get to see some, 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 some uh, paywalled content. Um, Me dancing, like you get access yes, to my only fans. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Who wouldn't want to see no dancing, right? See the uh, whole beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So there's stuff that you can do there, and the point is to kind of learn from what's been happening in the creator economy, whether it's Kickstarter, you know, Patreon, and and we see overall as uh, you know on the in the world of the internet is just the the power of creators, right? Like I, I find it just I find this. So fascinating just to think about how much the world has changed in the last, say, you know, 30 years to the thanks to the internet, right? You, you have, first you had, first you had the birth of social media, right? Uh, with Twitter, with Facebook around 20 or so years ago. Then five years after that, you had crowdfunding platform like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and GoFundMe. It's like, oh, now you can receive money, you know, send a link to Twitter or to Facebook. People, people follow you through the social media pl platform. They click on your project and then they fund you on these other platforms. Then you, got, <clears throat> then you had content platforms like YouTube arise, or YouTube, Spotify, and all these creators that were creating great content didn't just want to send them to a, uh, like a, co a go Kickstarter or GoFundMe. They want to send them to, to a place where they can actually subscribe and pay recurring payments. And that's where Patreon, OnlyFans, Substack, Gum Gumroad, all these are subscription-based, well, Gumroad maybe not so much, but the others are all subscription-based models that allow the creator to, to monetize in a way that they can through just a YouTube channel, right? With YouTube, with YouTube, you you can make you know thousands of dollars if your video gets millions of views. But if you don't get millions of views, if you don't have millions of subscribers, it's really hard to to, to make a living as, as a creator, as a content creator, as a creator in general. Um, and and so and so you know there's all sorts of models right there's subscription there is there's advertisements um, there's there's donations uh, and so uh, and so it's an ecosystem that is in development and you know there's all sorts of experiments happening but now with Bitcoin you have an even more powerful tool because with Bitcoin money flows a lot quicker you don't have to put in your credit card details you 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 have you know some even a wallet on your own browser um, like Albi you have you can send funds not through Kickstarter. Like you guys have a geyser lightning address, right? Which is freedom at geyser.fund. And someone types it in the wallet of Satoshi. They, they, they don't have to go to geyser.fund to fund you, right? It's an incredibly powerful property of inter interoperability. Like you can send money ubiquitously from wherever. And, and this lightning address is the key funding identifier. And it's just, it's like a hundred X better than using your credit card. Yeah, and uh, as as creators ourselves, we we I mean, we know that we're we're playing this game like uh, we're we're trying to do it seriously. So we're trying to run it somewhat as a business, and uh, you know, having sponsors and all that. And we, of course, everyone who has sponsors says, "I only sp I use all of my sponsors' product products." And there's some ball shaving kit and some stuff like that that there's no way in hell that they're actually using it, but. <laughs> But we actually like have so many synergies with all the uh, all the people that uh, that have sponsored us. Like, like we're really, really 
like and use their products because this is the Bitcoin ecosystem. Everything's connected, right? And we we all benefit from helping one another. And it's such a like we're really trying to tap into that and live the live that meme as well because it's so powerful. We don't have to compete. We can just collaborate. All of us. It's it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's we a free market together, on steroids. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, we talked to Stefan Levera yesterday, and we we uh, went down a funny part of the rabbit hole. If you if you um, envision hyper Bitcoinization and uh, you know number go up forever and all of this, I can see a uh, subscription model that is possible with Bitcoin, but not possible with fiat, and that is a one time payment if <laughs> for a lifetime subscription. I mean, that exists in fiat also, but it's very rare because you have to put up a hell of a lot of money for that to make any type of sense at all. But in Bitcoin, given that uh, the receiver believes Bitcoin to go up forever, uh, the bar is much lower to where you just send a Bitcoin donation once and there you go. That's that's all the Bitcoiner needs. Uh, and I, I think that's just so fascinating to think about like what what happens then like do we just fund one another once and then we just be awesome to one another after that like is that it like how does that work <laughs> yeah it's a good question man it's, it's something i've been thinking about about a lot like what is the cadence like why, how is that important and in fiat it's it's different than in bitcoin but in bitcoin i feel like uh, as much as i like to believe that that bitcoin will go up forever the human brain, the experience of the human brain is such that actually that, that will take time, right? And, and because Bitcoin goes through these bear cycles and the bear cycles feels like, feel like infinity as well, to some extent. And so four years, you have to think four years ahead of time of what that might be worth and maybe multiply that by, by some, by some amount. But yeah, but we don't, but we don't know, uh, how much that, 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 that multiplier actually is and in any case in four years depending also on what age you are four years can be a hell of a lot of time and so you might not be thinking that far ahead but for those who have low time preference uh then yeah definitely uh, i can see that happening yeah the, the the real power there as i see it is that you can have both you can have both a, a cash flow inflow and a cash outflow and then you can also have your like your stack growing from one-time payments every now and then like the the one does not uh, you exclude know, the exclude the others. No, no, because uh, you you can have all of it. All it requires is like, uh, okay, I need this to to exist during these cycles, but uh, to survive after the cycle and to thrive after the cycle, I need to have this mindset as well. I need to, yeah. So all of these basic basic uh, theories of economics that I was taught as a child, when you can still uh, make money from interest by by just saving money in a bank account no one can do that anymore but we were told like uh pay 10 percent to yourself save 10 percent for yourself or whatever you make which is very good advice if you're on a bitcoin standard if if you're on a fiat standard it's not because you're just going to lose that money over time but uh, but but it posted some fascinating questions like uh makes you think about what yeah it's a weird future to go into but but like I would say like when you're talking about like the internet changing things over the last thirty years, the 
I mean, post lockdowns, it has been more powerful than ever with these, uh, this thing, for instance, Riverside, we, us just talking to one another by the click of a button and recording high quality content, of course, yeah, highest quality content since it's us, but, uh, it's, it's absolutely amazing that we can do this and that we can do Bitcoin <laughs> back and forth. It's, it's truly erases borders in a way that just wasn't there before. Totally, man. Totally. And, and there's, and there, just like people were mind blown about, say, Airbnb, like, you know, you kind of think of Airbnb as a, as an idea, as a business model, uh, before the internet. And even when the internet was born, it would have been inconceivable. And even when the guys started that Airbnb, it's called Airbnb because they, they you could rent air mattresses, but they, they couldn't even conceive of how big it could be. Right. And this is true for so much in technology. Like, it's like, it's a lot of just trial and error, people trying shit and stuff working, stuff not working, and then realizing actually there's something much, much greater. And, um, and I think the same is true with, with Bitcoin and you know, Bitcoin businesses as well. There's, there's, there's so much potential growth and new things that can be done with Bitcoin uh, as, a, as a monetary technology, but as also as a technology technology, as like programmable money that we, that we are able to, you know, uh, self-custody, send at our will. And yeah, it's going to be super interesting. I mean, it is already super interesting, but who knows what even we can ideate, uh, you know, magically forward 10, 20 years. Yeah, just as a communications network, it enables so much, like uh, ways of interacting with one another that simply weren't possible before. Like, it used to be a hassle to send a small payment from one country to another, or or a large payment for that, <laughs> for that matter. But now it isn't. Like, not at all. It's super duper simple. Uh, uh, yeah. Changing the world, one pleb at a time. <laughs> Absolutely. And maybe just to, to, to talk a bit about Geyser here as well, because, you know, we realized actually only a few months after we started building Geyser that, that Kickstarter and GoFundMe were only accessible in 30 countries, right? So like if you're in Brazil or Nigeria, you couldn't create a project on and raise money on GoFundMe, for example. And, and we realized like, that's bizarre. <laughs> like, that's absolutely bizarre. Just, um, and then Patreon was able to figure something out, but it's super, super challenging to, to do it. You have to be KYC if you're, you know, in third world countries and so forth, but it's still a horrible experience. So Bitcoin really, really like saves, saves mainly that because at the end of the day in the West, we still, we still do have a lot of these tools and pretty, pretty powerful and useful, but in, in other parts of the world, um, where the banking system isn't as, as sophisticated and then also it's not even just that, but the, the a lot of the financial infrastructure that is that exists today, PayPal, Stripe, they there's sort of there's massive regulatory capture, and they're not really allowed to extend their services beyond because they're deemed to be high risk, right? So, uh, I actually used to work in a in a, in a in a bank, and remember once hearing this thing, oh, but we cannot allow our our our, our payment channels to open to you know this country in, in Africa because you know, there could be terrorism. So this, this excuse is just, it, it's just, uh, it's just an insane way of just perpetrating financial apartheid, right? That's what, um, Ray Yusuf calls it. I think it's absolutely spot on. Financial apartheid is uh, a really good way of putting it because it's, it's, it's really kind of dividing the world into different camps saying, no, you cannot use digital money 
And now we have Bitcoin. It's like, well, now everyone gets digital money, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. The show is sponsored by Amber App, the number one Bitcoin exchange in the Southern Hemisphere. And the reason we partnered with Amber App is the people that work there, especially Izzy, my favorite hippie. If you haven't seen it already, check out our episode with Izzy. It'll show you exactly why we just had to partner with Amber App. Izzy focuses on the orange glowing light, and so do we. And we think you should too. Amber App will be launching their version 2.0 soon and rolling out globally. They'll be including a non-custodial on-chain wallet, an anonymous lightning wallet, a fiat wallet, and an exchange all in one. It's going to be a super app. It's like WeChat, but without the CCP. So stay tuned, follow Amber App on X, and check out their website for more information at amber.app. Next up, Wasabi Wallet. The privacy by default, open source, non-custodial Bitcoin wallet with CoinJoin built in. It's the easy-to-use, comprehensive, affordable way to make your coins private. Ooh! If you want the privacy of your Bitcoin, don't be an idiot samurai! Use a Wasabi Wallet now! So check out wasabiwallet.io and download Wasabi today. Yeah, why don't we take this in the in the the direction we're usually supposed to start with, but we always skip because Knut has ADD. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mick? Uh, your 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 introduction and, and uh, how yeah, you got sorry about that, Mick. No, all good, man. I love it. So, um, what's my background? So, so, so I studied anthropology. And, and economics in university. So I've always been really interested in people and economics and sort of human systems. And I ended up for after that, after that working for some nonprofits and ended up in, in working in Nepal after the earthquake. I was, was, you know, very idealistic kids, like, you know, wanting to save the world. And I realized that we, as we were there, you know, we were having shit impact, you know, very, very little impact we actually were having. But what, what, what I realized the impact was was being had was with technology. Like people had their smartphones and they were able to communicate with each other across very far, fast distances and send each other money. You know, they had, you know, people in very rural areas of Nepal that were able to receive remittances from their their friends and family, say in, in, uh, uh, in, in Dubai, making money, sending money back. So. To me, it was just, I was just completely mind boggled at just how powerful technology is. And I think Jeff Booth calls it the fact that technology is deflationary, right? That prices just go down and, um, and it has this democratizing effect and wealth generating effect for all of humanity. And I just, for my first time in my life, even though I had studied economics, even though, you know, I was told, you know, by, you know, about the power of technology, I didn't really, I really only understood it. Then, like how 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 powerful it can be in, in terms of bringing up everyone, um, and then a, a few months after that, I learned about Bitcoin. I learned I learned about it, and I, I had it been introduced to Bitcoin in 2010 in my university dorm room. My my friend told me, "Hey, Mick, let's buy some Bitcoins," and I immediately thought, I don't know how, but I just my association was this is sort of virtual money that anyone can fuck with. And then when I learned about it again in 2016, 2017, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is money that nobody can fuck with. <laughs> um, and I, I love that. I love the idea of, 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 of something that, no, that cannot be tampered with, whether it's governments, whether it's corporations. And what really lured me in as well, as well were the memes, like seeing all these crazy memes of these crazy people on Twitter uh, saying, these, you know, like just all these pepe, uh, 
uh, memes, all these memes about, you know, not being able to, and the Neo meme really, really got to me. Like the Neo meme, you know, are we going to be able to sell Bitcoin for a million dollars? No, when you're ready, you're not going to have to. At that point, I was like, okay, these guys are either crazy or they've understood something so, so powerful. And luckily enough, I was in a time of my life that I was sort of humble and open to, to being wrong because everything I've been taught, you know, not everything, but a lot, all of economics, you know, as uh, a, a lot of it <laughs> had to go down the trash and be challenged. Um, but luckily, anthropology, although it has a lot of its flaws, helped me to kind of basically say, okay, what if these guys are right? What, let's consider the possibility that they're right and, um, and that Bitcoin really is, is, is money. And, um, and so, yeah, so with that, I went down the rabbit hole and then I ended up, and I, at that point, I was working then in, in, in UX design, user research, um, kind of the design side of, of, of technology. Because I really thought at that point that you know uh, uh, there's something quite quite good, uh, like morally good, about building building tools for people. And I think building is, I think, what you guys do, for example, education. That's building, like that's absolutely building. So so powerful. And then there's tools, and then there's information, and then all of this can help rise humanity. Uh, mm -hmm. I think. And so after that, I worked in so many different companies. I worked in fintech. Uh, I worked in, uh, ended up also working in crypto for a year, which was really in, in a sort of of startup, God forbid. Um, but uh, it was, it was, I know, I know, uh, <laughs> I lash myself every morning. Um, but no, I, it's funny. I, actually, I was very much a Bitcoin and I was like, but let's see here what we can learn. And I, there's definitely a lot, a lot, a lot of products, a lot of great tools that, that have been built on Ethereum. There's, um, there's all sorts of things that uh, I thought inspired me. There were some cool crowdfunding platforms out there that I was like, why is this not in Bitcoin? You know, why are these, these tools not, don't exist in Bitcoin? And so, and so I was like, that's it. You know, I'm done here. I'm gonna start building them. I'm gonna start building them a lot of these tools, uh, crowdfunding platform on Bitcoin because it's needed and we need a creator economy on Bitcoin. So yeah, I decided to kind of uh, quit my other job and just start focusing on, on Geyser at the point. Super, super thankful for, for this and, uh, and, and super excited every day to be, to be helping build on Bitcoin. It's an absolute privilege. Yeah, super cool. Cool story. And uh, yeah, as you say, like uh, an open mind is important, but it's uh, useless if you're not intellectually honest. Like uh, the, as Terry Pratchett said, the pro problem with an open mind is that people will come along and try to put stuff in it. Like yeah. Ethereum, like <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, uh, absolutely. So I, that, that's that's what that's what I did. Sort of, I was there, open and tried it, but I was still very cynical of it. Like uh, I, I realized that when I was in there, that everyone had their head in the sand. Like as soon as, if you try to mention Lightning to a guy in Ethereum, he will sort of literally just put his head in the sand. He was like, act as if that didn't exist. They never talk about it, right? And their solutions, their their layer twos. Are built on blockchains. They have their own shit coins as well. Um, it's 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 an absolute aberration of 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 everything. It's like they're proprietary, closed. They have several layer twos that don't speak to each other. Like, and I started re realizing what this was. Just like a casino of sorts. Just um, a lot of gambling. Just a lot of gambling. A lot of you know JPEGs. And at first, sometimes you know it can be fun. But then it's like, what the fuck are we doing here, guys? Like, what's the point? <laughs> like, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to really like make this a, a, a better world where we create money for the entirety of humanity? Are we trying here to, to 
to change the world and make the world a better place through, through sound money. And that just, that idealism, those, those eth that ethics is completely lacking, right? Or it's, it's very superficial because they use the word decentralization as a, as a, as a surrogate for, for, for freedom. And it's not because it's not true decentralization. No. So, yeah. So I, I was completely out of place and that's why I was, you know, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't very welcome. This pisses me off so much because, like, uh, first of all, Ethereum isn't decentralized at all. So they're pretending that the users are decentralized somehow, or in like this world computer narrative that they had and everything. But like, the decentralization in in Bitcoin is an unfortunate means to a much greater end, which is sound money for the world, uh, censorship resistant, peer to peer, all that good stuff, uh, and you can have them in your head. But if we it's unfortunate that we need the decentralization because the decentralization makes it slow and clunky. Uh, but we need it because we can't trust people with money because absolute crap corrupts and makes everything crap and all this crap. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of, of, of the Bitcoin, uh, both blockchain and the proof of work, right? Is that it's, it's reliable. That's the only feature that it needs because reliability is it's fucking hard to get. And the only way to get it is through a lot of work and uh, shit everything else, right? Because that's the key trade-off. Yeah, and you can only get it once because all it is is a number on the internet that doesn't change. And any any copy of that is redundant by definition. Uh, so yeah, well, there's that. Uh, here's the, the thought I had before that I lost about the um, <laughs> uh, when the ADD kicked in. Like... I think a lot of pro the problems with these um, older things like PayPal and uh, GoFundMe and whatnot, and uh, also Robinhood for that matter, like when when they when the whole uh, GameStop stock thing, people were hodling and using the hodl meme and all this, and then they all got uh, uh, then they were all surprised when they were rug pulled. Like you could have done this with something that they couldn't take away from you. You can do the exact same on Bitcoin over and over again, and you guys just don't realize that that's a, a fact. <laughs> and but but the thing I thought about was with, with the other things uh, is that a, a lot of people that they, uh, you you in a lot of cases you need to be a company in order to make money. So for an individual, an individual needs to start a company. In, in the country they, they're in. And that's usually a tedious and quite pricey thing to do for, for most people. If, if you're 18 years old and you just finished school and like that's not something you just go and do for most people. And th so then if you start making some serious money, you can get into a lot of tax trouble if you don't, uh, if you don't have a company. In Bitcoin, there's no difference between a company and a person. It's just a fucking telegram group. And that's it. <laughs> you don't need a board. You don't need accounting. You don't need anything. You just need, you know, your brain and maybe some other people, maybe not. Like, that's, that's true everywhere now. And the regulators will have to, to, to realize that that's the world we're living in already. Not you, you, you hit the freaking nail on the head, man. That is so fucking powerful. And, and, and I remember, actually Jack Dorsey saying exactly this in a, in a conference. Uh, and that's what, one of the key triggers that, that helped me also by Star Geyser, because he just sort of helped me understand how powerful this was. He said, literally, 
anyone can start a company with Bitcoin. You don't need a banking license to be a crowdfunding platform. They don't say this, but you don't need a banking license to operate. You don't need to apply to a bank. You don't need, you need, you, it's permissionless. You can just start building a product and, and, and transmitting payments, receiving payments, et cetera, without, without a banking approval. And to think that GoFundMe, Kickstarter, when they started, like I have immense respect for them as well, because when they started, they must have, they must have gotten some sort of massive partnership. Like they must have paid so much money to get these, these banking partners to, to do what they were looking for. Um, they, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's, it's insane. Just the amount of effort, probably months, years to get this bank banking partnership in place to us, nothing. <laughs> we just, just connected to Bitcoin. We just connected to Bitcoin. Right. And uh, at very, very low, 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 low cost and infrastructure. Um, luckily, we also were, were, were able to, to build on top of, a, of a already existing Bitcoin infrastructure like Voltage, which is awesome for, for running payments and running a node that really helps as well. Um, but yeah, it's regulators have no idea like what's coming. There's going to be uh, an explosion of just products, services, tools. <laughs> that you can plug and play on the internet. Uh, yeah, and when when they hop in and try to regulate it, it will already o be in place. Like it's already there, and it's already so obvious that it's a better solution. It's like when they tried to stop uh, IP telephony, like uh, <laughs> uh, the all the uh, all the phone companies had to surrender at some point because it's just obvious that the internet is better than than using dinosaur shit like uh, and the same is true for money of course yeah yeah it's great the show is also sponsored by geyser the portal to the creator economy on bitcoin on geyser creators can monetize their work through their communities in a social and engaging way and you can send sats to your favorite projects they have loads of new features including new reward options giving creators and supporters new ways to connect and grow together Geyser Fund is the best way to support our show directly with Bitcoin. And we have a fabulous lightning address, freedom at geyser.fund. So whether you're a creator or supporter, check out geyser at geyser.fund today. The show is also sponsored by Orange Pill App, the Bitcoin-only social network where you can stack friends who stack sats. You can connect with your favorite Bitcoiners on the app, like Safedina Moose, Peter McCormack, or Natalie Brunel. Make local connections and find all the nearby meetups, see what's going on in your area, and connect with Bitcoiners around you. And now, with a brand new merchant section, it's easier than ever to find and connect with local businesses that accept Bitcoin. The best part about Orange Pill App is that you know that it's high signal because you're paying for Orange Pill App, and so is everyone else. There are no Asian ladies asking you how your trade is going on Orange Pill App because it's not a trading app. It's a dating app. Is it a dating app? So download the Orange Pill App on Apple or Android, send us a DM, and start building your local network of Bitcoiners. Sure, well, maybe we can take this into kind of a more philosophical direction or kind of the the direction of how things look to you going forward geyser of course has has one role is is filling a, a specific niche this this crowdfunding and and all this but how are you how are you feeling the the bitcoin situation right now uh, how are, how are you feeling about the the future are you optimistic yeah man good really good question I've been loving the, the bear markets. It's been just building and it's been, as I say, yeah, bear markets are for builders. And it's amazing that we've done so much 
uh, everything we've done so far has been in a bear market. So in some way, I've, I have no idea what to expect um, uh, as to what the next bull market will, will look like. Uh, we know Bitcoin works through science cycles, and it's you know it's gonna probably do its thing, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think it, it could. It, it's interesting. Right? I I think with this whole ETF stuff, it's a It's possible that I I think the way that it's been approved, uh, I'm, I'm quite cynical with this stuff, right? So the reason it's been approved is because at the end of the day, Bitcoin in as an ETF is really just a speculative asset, right? So it's basically been approved by the the Wall Street Bros, right? Just like, just let us gamble with Bitcoin regulators, right? And the regulators are like, ah, oh, we don't like Bitcoin, but fine, we'll let you do that because in any case, they make the capital gains, right? Every time they get it gets traded, and they make money from that too. Um, but but I think it's just again Bitcoin doing its thing and sort of being this mirror where everyone gets to see what they want, and and then. Just expanding its its breadth, its expanding its its um its adoption in all forms. But ultimately, what I am interested in, and I, I definitely follow Ray Yusuf here quite a lot, is I see Bitcoin as as money, as like as 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 peer to peer electronic cash that people should use to trade, to exchange, that nobody can dictate right what people are trading. And I I, I that's what I'm for, and that's why that's what we call Geyser. And I think it's you know, that's what we have to really keep pushing and trying to get Bitcoin as, as a legal standard, as many countries as possible, because that's what Bitcoin is meant to be. So <clears throat> although I don't I don't really give a shit about the ETF per se, I see it as, a, again, a, a further infiltration tool by Bitcoin to increase its own adoption. And uh, and yeah, it's possible that it'll, it'll, it'll even lead to even greater highs with the bull market that people will get wrecked and, and try to realize, okay, what the fuck is this? And start paying attention and start doing the research and listening to Knut's and Luke's podcast. Um, so that's sort of, I don't know, I see that as the same, the same, the same, same thing happening, right? The same uh, cycle of uh, greater attention, greater awareness, you know, wrecked education uh, building. And, and so forth. And this is just like a further escalation of that, which is incredible. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, in terms of, I don't know if that's sort of what answers the question in terms of where we're going, but uh, I think I think that's I think that's that. I'm not sure in terms of numbers what what we should target. I've got no. Time. No, that, but that's great. Like, um, there are so many different angles to view Bitcoin from. Like, some view it as love it as a savings technology. And you, as you say, you're in on team cash and international frictionless payments. And there's like just so many different ways to, to look at this thing and and uh, and learn from it. Totally, it's great saving technology, absolutely. But if we don't use it as as a means of payment, um, uh, we're missing it's, half uh, it's the gonna point. die. I think yeah. I'm afraid it's gonna. Yeah, I don't know that. I I don't know if it's gonna die, but but. Uh, but we're, we're you're sort of missing out on a on a great feature, a great functionality of the thing. Like that, that's what it was built for to be teleportable. That's one of the reasons why we value it and can save in it. Like I guess, right? We have we have this motto at Geyser, which is "Let the Sats Flow." I don't know if you've heard. Uh, yeah. it. <laughs> and it's really trying to express our belief that, and yeah, who knows if it'll it'll die or not? Probably not. Of course not. But uh, 
but yeah, this idea that like stats need to flow for Bitcoin to can gain more adoption, like Bitcoin in more people's hands is spreads the likelihood of of, of Bitcoin then actually being used as as means of exchange. Um, and in a world where we're you know say Bitcoin is legal tender everywhere, well, wouldn't you want to you know? You probably still want to remain very conservative in terms of your spending habit. It doesn't mean go degen, right? So going degen is like on the other extreme, and then hodling is complete other extreme, uh, where you're just completely just holding. And I think letting the stats flow somewhere, you know, somewhere in the middle, where you're not just throwing money at JPEGs, you're you're spreading Bitcoin through donations or through purchases, which helps to spread Bitcoin further. Uh, into more hands spend and replace spend and replace that's yeah. a good a good way to look at it uh, and yeah as far as legal tender goes like we here on the freedom footprint show are against legal tender laws we think <laughs> i i think i speak for luke as well that we think that uh anyone should be able to transact in whatever currency they want like um so i i prefer the melee approach to the uh to the Bukele approach there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. I mean, fiat was born, uh, right, as, uh, as, as a threat, like you have to use this, right? That you have to use it by decree. It only works because it's forced upon us. So you don't need to force me to use Bitcoin. <laughs> like, I'll use it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you, so I urge everyone listening to this to go and try to use Geyser. And the best way to do that is, of course, to support the Freedom Footprint Show. And we have the best like uh, address in the world, don't we, Luke? Yeah, just Freedom. Uh, couldn't Free pass that one up. Freedom at Geyser.fund. Freedom at Geyser.fund. How awesome is that? So, so don't forget to like, subscribe, brush your teeth. And uh, uh, here's me begging for money, I guess. <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, I mean, I mean, uh, we we appreciate the support, and that's and that's just it. I mean, the the th this this show is awesome. I love getting to to do it, to talk to people, to make connections, and yeah, uh, the support of our of our viewers and listeners, your support, it, it yeah, it it's the the best the best way. So uh, yeah, if if you like what you've been hearing, if you like what we've been doing. Please go to our Geyser page, geyser.fund slash project slash freedom, or our or our address is freedom at geyser.fund. And uh, yeah, send us some sats. Or we'll, we're, we're going to do more with the the page, especially as new features come out with with Geyser. Like we're in this for the for the long haul, and and we're going to take advantage of absolutely everything that that's coming out. So yeah, follow along and and check out Geyser for everything that you're you're looking at like uh see what other creators are on there and uh, uh if, if you have something that you you want to to do uh, yeah make a make a geyser page and uh start spreading the word on noster on twitter all the all the places right so yeah that's it that's the pitch yeah and mick you'll have to you'll have to tell us whenever the new features come come out so we can start so i can start dancing in my underwear I will, I will, yeah, we'll make sure to do a partnership for that and uh, let you know beforehand. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, look, and also if there's any feedback, we're also super open to feedback and questions or, or suggestions. Also, feel free to reach out to me. And uh, um, 
yeah, the, the, the basic belief is really that everyone's a creator, right? Everyone has, ha, can contribute to Bitcoin in some way, whether it's doing a podcast, uh, whether it's writing a book or, uh, or dancing in the street, waving a Bitcoin banner, people are going to be willing to send you some stats for your awesome work. So uh, that's really, that's really the, the idea here that uh, anyone can contrib contribute to Bitcoin. Speaking of dancing naked in the street with the Bitcoin banner, did you see when uh, uh, Joan, Joan Nakamoto uh, showed his Q QR code bar tab like <laughs> to Twitter and people started ordering stuff for him at the restaurant and no paying way. for it? I missed uh, that. No, that's awesome. uh, it was fantastic. So he just got more and more food, him and his girlfriend. They couldn't eat it all because, like, uh, yeah, it was great. Speaking <laughs> of what can be done, right? Bitcoin, insane. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I remember in the early days of social media, when people realized that they could like meme big gatherings into existence, and all of a sudden, like the authorities didn't know what to do because all of a sudden, two hundred thousand people are gathering for a large party in some park somewhere, uh, and that was in the news every now and then. And then I guess Facebook and the likes of it figured out ways to make that not happen. But right. now with you know Noster and and um, Bitcoin, yeah, <laughs> we should, we can literally change the world. Like yeah, yeah. super powerful, super yeah. powerful tools. Yeah. So yeah, any any um, uh, final thoughts before we move on, Mick? Like, is there anything we have left out here that we no, should have been, been talking about? It's been no, it's been awesome to chat, guys. Uh, I have not not much else to. to say i mean yeah thanks again for for the invite thanks for the really love what you guys are doing keep keep doing the, the hard work the good work keep inviting awesome guests and uh um yeah looking forward to to keep growing with you guys and uh, yeah. spreading the word of bitcoin right back at you Mike. we love what you're doing too uh so so check out geyser.fund that's the address right yeah that's uh, it. or geyser.com as well maybe geyser, no geyser.fund only at the moment oh the geyser.fund yeah, yeah. So yep, and, soon, uh, soon. And where can where can people find you? Uh, I'm MetaMick14 on Twitter, uh, on Telegram. Uh, you can reach out to me, Mick at Geyser.fun, if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, or suggestions. And uh, yeah, super open to hearing back. Fantastic! Looking forward to a long and prosperous relationship. Let's do it. All right, fantastic. Thanks a lot for joining us, Mick. And this has been the Freedom Footprint Show. Thanks for listening.